Welcome to Life and Liminality, a conversation about thriving in the threshold. I'm Christina again here with Lori. Um, we know how valuable your time is and we're so glad that you're spending some of it with us. I wanted to start today by saying that although Lori and I started this discussion about a podcast months ago, uh, we could have never imagined that we would find ourselves in one of the most unique moments in history. The COVID-19 pandemic has thrust the entire world into liminal space, and therefore, now more than ever, we feel a deep sense of urgency uh, to focus and discuss on the life-giving gifts and transformation that this dark night of the soul can bring us. And what an epic opportunity we have to uh, dig deep and spend this time in the uncomfortable place together with some intentionality. So again, I just wanted to thank you guys for uh, making time for this. And Lori, um, if you want to transition to kind of where we're headed today, that would be great. Yeah, I love that we've called this conversation um, Thriving in the Threshold. So the term liminality actually comes from that word Lyman, which means threshold, and um, it's a passageway. It's a place between things, seasons, periods in our lives, events. We all get into liminal space in different ways. Clearly, we have gotten here all together as a world because of a pandemic, but we all get here at other points in our lives from so many different ways. Um, it doesn't really matter how we end up in liminal space, how we respond to the in-between times is what matters. You know, the work we do in this season is important work, and the, the postures we take, they determine whether or not uh, we're going to be able to receive the gifts and the possible transformation of this time. So um, that word postures is a really important uh, place for us to go with liminal space. It's the the way that we respond to anything difficult in our lives depends on the posture we take towards that. And so I want to define this idea of postures because we're going to use this term a lot throughout the next few weeks and months as we talk about responding to liminal space. Um, so I want to define postures and then we're going to um, even get into the first posture that we want to talk about today. I'm excited about that because I think it's one that it pervades all of the others. And so it's a good one to start with, but we'll get there in a minute. What do I mean by postures? So just to define a posture in general, it is a conscious mental or outward behavioral attitude that we take towards something. Um, you can take a defensive posture. You can take a competitive posture or you can take a surrendered posture that um, puts you in a position to participate and receive the gifts of liminal space. And so that's what each of the postures that we're going to talk about assume. They assume that we are um, consciously positioning ourselves to um, receive and participate. So there's a couple of underlying assumptions that go along with these postures. First of all, the assumption is that each posture requires that you or we have this hopeful expectancy about what's going to come out of this. 
Now, that doesn't mean we're going to like it or enjoy it or want to, but there has to be this hopeful expectancy to it that says the reason why I'm taking this posture is because there's something meaningful here that I want to dig into. The other underlying undercurrent is that these postures require us to be very intentional. We, um, we have to be willing to participate even when it's hard and even when it feels unnatural or we feel um, out of control. There is an intentional choice that we make beyond how we feel and we don't just react to what comes. We actually intentionally position ourselves to go forward in the middle of this place. And I I think that's an important part of defining a posture. Because even if the posture, like if you imagine a physical posture of being just flat on your face in some sort of rest, or if you're taking a posture of surrendering to this or of complete and utter loss and mourning, you have to place yourself there in order to fully release what it is that you need to release or to receive what it is you need to receive. Even just being flat on our face is an intentional place to be. And so that's uh, another underlying part of it is that it's intentional. Um, and then the, the third part that I feel like is an important one is that we are not in control of the results of taking these postures. We don't get to determine the timing of the benefits that we receive. We don't get to determine the outcomes um, of any of these postures. We have to believe that whatever good needs to be brought out of them, it will come as we participate in the journey. Not because we've controlled it, um, but because we believe that this is the right thing to do in the midst of this time. Uh, There's the three parts, that it's hopeful, uh, that it's intentional, and that we are not in charge of the results. In other words, you don't get to say, okay, this morning I'm taking this particular posture, and by the end of the day, this is going to happen because I'm doing the right thing. And if I do all the right things and and I have the right attitude and I take the right position on it, then all the good stuff I'm hoping for is going to happen and it's going to happen today because I want it to happen today. No, we don't get that. In fact, we might be taking all the right postures for multiple days and never see the benefits until much, much later because we're not in charge of what's, um, what's coming out of it. We are only in charge of putting ourselves in a position to receive. Um, or to participate, or to um, grow, to learn. We are planting ourselves in something important, um, even though we don't know what the fruit of that planting is going to look like. So, Christina, do you, um, let me think how I want to pose this question to you. What have I missed about the postures? What is it, what is your response to this idea of taking a posture? I really appreciate the three different aspects that you highlighted. I think those are really important to, even if you, me, we got to a place where we could wrap our minds around that initial part of it to say, 
I'm going to intentionally place myself in a position to accept things I believe that are good is, is right off the bat a good, a, the place to start. I, I, I full heartedly feel like until you're, you, me, are able to do that, it's a great place to start. I also love the idea of the, of the postures as a framework. I've, um, that was mentioned in a conversation we've had before that it just really helped me to see it as an idea that we all may be going through something that is individual in terms of the, the reason that we're in a liminal space. Um, we've, we've mentioned now a couple times with, that we all as a, as a global, we are in a certain place because of the pandemic, but viewing the, the postures as a framework allows us to almost plug into play what what individual needs we have. So what you've mentioned before, um, these postures are not, are not linear, right? You just, you just spoke to, I'm not going to start off the day with one and end the day with another, but similar to building a house, we all may build an individual home that's to our liking, but all of our homes are going to have bedrooms. They're going to have a dining room. They're going to have a kitchen. They're going to look different on how they're set up, so to speak. But at the same time, they all are going to have to have this framework that helps to create the home as a, as a whole. So taking postures in that same sense, I love the idea of it being a framework that we, that I can use to plug in some of those postures to what I may need for the day, for the, like you said, for the week, for the month, who, who knows how long that specific posture quote unquote may take, but having that, that language and that verbiage and that, that visual or that, that idea of a posture in terms of being intentional about what I'm doing helps me significantly. And maybe some of it is that I personally feel like I'm type A and love a plan. It helps me to feel like I have a plan some of the fear of the lack of control that comes with being in this liminal space, having a posture, so to speak, allows me to feel like I have more control. So in, in, in those senses, that's what the postures mean to me and how I would describe it to someone if I was going to talk to them about it. So today we want to introduce the, the first, and that, and I shouldn't say first because they're not, like you said, they're not linear. Um, it'll just be the, the first in terms of what we're introducing. Um, but it is an important one to recognize early on um, before we get into all the others because as a posture, it really pervades each one. And so it becomes sort of the underlying posture for all the other postures. And that is the posture of hospitality. Um, and this is a word that we don't normally associate with a posture. We think of it more as maybe a, a gift that somebody has, like, oh, she's really good at hospitality, or that, you know, place has got really well-managed hospitality staff. You know, that we think of it as something that people do, not as a, posture, a heart posture, an attitude to take. Um, but what we want to do today is really 
begin to discuss this idea of having hospitality as a way of being, um, a, a way of operating in the middle of a liminal time. And we want to flesh that out a little bit. Uh, yesterday, my husband and kids helped put in a brand new back door. We had a slider door that the wheels were bad. It wasn't sliding well. It was awful. Um, and so we put in a whole new door frame. And it really got me thinking on the the power of this metaphor of a doorway as a, a threshold, a place that marks the entrance and exit of a space. So as we enter or exit a door, we can recognize that we are entering or exiting a new place. Um, if we don't recognize that we've crossed a boundary of some sort, then it's hard to know how to respond to that new place. Um, and so it's in the honoring of that boundary that we know how to formulate a, a role in that new place or um, to create an attitude as we enter it. Um, and I, I love this metaphor of entering a home where a lot of people will actually have their friends even and their family take off their shoes when they, they come inside. Um, right. and this is actually a very well-known practice in other cultures, not our own, where they actually put indoor shoes next to the door and then their outdoor shoes next to the door so when they enter or exit they're changing their shoes and removing what came in from the outside so that as they enter inside they pause for a moment to recognize right. that they're entering a new place um, and this is a really important metaphor of what we're doing in liminal space as as being hospitable as being aware and open to a new thing, we pause for a moment and honor that boundary. Um, and that's how we're hospitable to the new boundary is to take off our shoes and recognize there's a distinct change happening. Um, and, and that's an important metaphor, I think, for, for me, is to honor the moment that you're in and be open to whatever it is that is coming next in this new in this new space. And that's just the beginning of this idea of hospitality. There's so many metaphors that we can use. Um, Christina, what's your favorite metaphor? I definitely wanted to bring up one that you and I have discussed and that um, we had something in common that we both played basketball in college. And so a metaphor that we've discussed before that really has stuck with me that I loved the concept of and just the ideal and imagery behind was um, playing basketball and having soft hands to be able to catch a pass. Story from me from high school, I broke my fingers in my junior year of uh, high school, catching a pass during practice one time, and I did not have soft hands. And the ball just hit me directly on two of my of two of my fingers on my right hand and broke broke my fingers. And so that image of learning how, how to and constantly trying to have soft hands to be open to whatever someone's gonna throw your way is such a great metaphor that, that I love to look at this posture with that 
you go into the, the day not having any idea maybe what may come your way and being ex- being hospitable to and accepting and being able to bring into your sphere something that comes your way, whatever uh, it may be, high, low, right at your chest, down at your feet. Um, this this basketball type of imagery is so it has been so helpful to me. I, I I love that. I love that metaphor. It really stuck with me. So what if that pass that comes in that thing that gets thrown at you is something that's really uncomfortable you don't like it's not welcome how do you be welcoming to the things that are are not welcome to us we don't like them we don't want them right just important to recognize that taking a posture of hospitality is not expecting ourselves to feel a certain way it is an attitude towards what is brought out in the middle of a liminal time to say, I will, I will bring this close. I will receive it. I'll open, I'll be open to it no matter what it is. Even if I don't feel like doing it, even if I don't like it, I don't even initially have to believe that it has any value whatsoever. Um, But I can still say in the middle of unstructured time when I don't have any idea what the future is going to hold and clearly everything that I knew before is getting thrown out the window whatever comes along I will be hospitable to whether I like it or not because it has the potential to become something much more than I can even imagine right now so I don't want to shut it out um, and reject it just because I don't like it so Uh, oftentimes it's feelings that we have to be hospitable to. Um, And it's just a mindset of welcoming an uncomfortable, undesired encounter um, and trying to understand and wrap our mind around what it looks like to allow it in. There's so much more we want to talk about where it comes to hospitality, but I want to wrap it up for today just because we've got more to say, but we won't, we don't want to drag it on for the moment. But I want to ask you, Christina, how, um, how hospitality has affected how you have um, dealt with some of the curveballs that being um, diagnosed with a, a horrifying disease for you, one that has totally changed how you operate in your life. Um, how has this posture of hospitality just initially meant something to you? That's a great question because even two days ago, I probably would have answered and I actually probably did answer differently when we discussed a little bit about this um, than I feel like today. I have had a hard time more recently wrapping my mind around the welcoming, receiving, um, hosting, serving? How can I be hospitable to something that seems so terrible, uncomfortable, uh, insufferable? Um, There are lots of words to describe it that I had to just moment by moment make a decision to trust and to feel not what I was feeling, if that makes sense. Just like you were saying, 
I had to almost not give my feelings more worth than what my, what my heart was telling me. It's hard to really put into words because it has almost been like having someone over who was not invited and I was not ready for, and I had to have them come in and try to be hospitable and try to be positive and try to serve that person in the best way that I knew how. So I want to just wrap up today with this thought. What is it that is being thrown at you that you know you have to receive um, with soft hands? What is it that maybe is unwelcome initially or that is uncomfortable that you feel like you need to go ahead and say, okay, I don't like this, but I'm going to open my door to it. I'm going to cross over and I'm going to pause and recognize that all of this is new and I'm going to go ahead and honor the boundary that's happening and receive it Um, just because it has the potential to be something more than what I can um, understand at the moment. What is that for you? Um, Just process that a little bit in the day and see what you come up with. And as you process it, if there's something you want to respond to, please put it in the comments on the podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback on it. Um, We'd love to process with you some of your thoughts and responses to the questions that we pose. Um, But if nothing else, just give yourself a little bit of space in the day to ask yourself the question, what does it mean for me to be hospitable in a time of chaos and discomfort and and unknown? What does that look like? We're going to pick it back up um, next time with some more discussion on um, hospitality as a posture. Thanks for being with us today. We'll see you next time.